0: what's going on boys and girls we have a terrific episode of two white lights for you today we are proud to announce after three long years that we finally have the sheffield preview for you powerlifting has been waiting for this for a long time we've been waiting for this a long time and you finally get to see it this coming saturday and we're going to start the week off right for you by giving you the preview of this meet analysis predictions hot takes you name it we got it fantastic episode two hours long we talk about the records that could be broken who we think is going to get in the top five also just at the beginning conversation how this roster in 2023 compares to the roster in 2020 um, and some new faces that are kind of the headline of this meet so a lot to listen for a lot to be excited about make sure you're subscribing to two white lights on apple podcast leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts along on Spotify. Follow us on Spotify, leave a five star rating there. And also make sure you go to twowhitelights.com, subscribe there, and also check out the new merchandise. We got socks and beanies, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you're buying those. And without further ado, here it is Two White Lights. Ooh, baby, I like it a little
1: So I can take her away Off on a natural charge Born for yards Yeah, from the home of the Dodge And Brooklyn Squad Who take the Beats on the score hey, no, They on your college
2: dance, just so cool For well, you to even touch my skill?
0: We are here, and we are about to do a preview show that I've been waiting to do for a very, very long time. We have the Sheffield. I've been waiting a long time for this. 2020, I think, that was the most anticipated meet by far. And since then, for, this is a good thing. Powerlifting has evolved. We've seen bigger money meets. We've seen pro meets. We've seen super meets in many ways but I am still excited to see Sheffield and the lifters competing. It's a, it's a very different roster, but it also, I just like looking back at the roster. I'm like, man, this sport can change in two years. Can it?
2: Oh yeah. Nope. I mean, we got some familiar faces, got some new ones. I mean, Amanda was kind of the favorite going in, I think for, uh, 2020, obviously still one of the favorites here. Um, Taylor obviously, but I don't think Taylor was quite who he is yet. I mean, the 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 highlight there was a bit more of Russ versus uh, Gibbs at that point, um, as well as different scoring system. It was going to be a coefficient score this that meet, um, albeit it's there's still a scoring system for this one. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, oh wait, look- I just saw an Instagram post. There's news. Seriously, and I'll read it. I, I can't. if yeah.
0: Steve's ever joking with me.
2: <laughs> no. It's, it, it just it just got released. It's a love it. up, Rosio. In, in light in light of recent events, the IPF and SBD have made the unfortunate decision to postpone Sheffield until 2024. <laughs> with bitch. the recent uptick in TikTok influencers <laughs> making fun of the sumo deadlift, we feel it is best to explore all <laughs> possibilities of how to combat this before Please. hosting an event of this magnitude. This event is one of a kind, and we do not want it to be overshadowed by, quotes cheating, as famous bodybuilder C-Bum put it. The deadlift is the cornerstone of IPF competition, and our aim is to create a platform where TikTok aesthetic bros can view our competitions and not feel the need to comment about how sumo deadlift is not a real deadlift. We are truly appreciative of the support we have received from the athletes and fans of the sport, and begun working on plans for Sheffield twenty
0: twenty four. So yeah, all right, so there, it sure <laughs> there it is. Tyson, Ren- Ty- Tyson Renauer is going to be our favorite going into Sheffield twenty twenty four. Why did I believe that this was going to be serious? I, I, that's a that's a real shame on me. Moments the fact that I believed you on that one. Um, yeah, but uh, reverting it back. I mean, look at <laughs> look at the the <laughs> roster that we have now. I don't even know what to. Oh, wait. How long did it take <laughs> take you to write that? That was really good.
2: Less than less than two minutes.
0: That was a good press release. The USAPL should hire you for I that. I agree because yeah, their press releases at times are just, so or, are the just worst chat G-
2: ever. or just G or just
0: hmm Oh, is that is that what you did?
2: I actually tried it first, and it would not do it. So therefore, I had to write it for myself. But, ah, uh, okay technology no, I, I actually, isn't as
0: good as we thought
2: i actually did write that i did take some snippets from the og post though i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say i didn't good. have some slight plagiarism from the og post well, but slight plagiarism
0: um, is still good in, in in academia so uh good work there uh, uh yeah i i'm so mad that i i believed you for a second um <laughs> uh, yeah really mad there um well, I mean, I just looking at the roster now, and then look at some of the lifters who were just not even on the radar in 2020. Like, not even relatively close to the radar. The biggest one I could think of is Jesus Oliveira's. Um I remember yeah. just Jesus Oliveira's in, you know, a garage training. And we we got, I was in a group chat, shout out F, and we saw him. And like, this guy's a beast. And he's, you know, active on, you know, like a lot of our Instagram pages, and kind of commenting stuff. And, like, he seems like a cool guy and someone who's really, uh, really dedicated to it. And it's it's possibly a guy who can challenge Ray. And you say that and you're like, okay, we said that a lot about loud people. But now we see it and he's kind of one of the headlines of Sheffield, in my opinion. If I could watch a single lifter right now at Sheffield, it's him. And that's ridiculous because we're thinking 2020, we're looking at Ray. Now we're looking at a completely different guy. Um possibly having the best performance of all time. And then the other guy I could think of is Delaney Wallace. Delaney Wallace, um, you know, I had him on the show in 2020. We were just talking about, you know, getting in the top five, you know, getting out of that uh, that that top ten position, getting, you know, that podium spot at Nationals, and now he's competing at Sheffield, and you would have really never thought. So um, I
1: am the there's O'Craft a lot of people. Yeah. Amil, yep. the, hey. well, the
2: women's side even more. Carlina. Like you're talking yeah. about the men's side. The Leah her breakout yeah. was really during COVID when she was doing those apartment workouts where we all wondered <laughs> if she was going to kill herself. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, Carlina, mm-hmm. Jad, Agatha, Leah, Tiffany Chapon, uh, Chandler Bad.
0: Well, uh, those are kind of Noemi, breakout people. Tiffany, are, like some of these names. None of these at, were at on the room. Really. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, she lost to uh Kalora in in 2019. So, like, that's been she's been kind of the face of females powerlifting, I think, on the international side for sure within that time. So, uh, yeah, like, you have you have your breakouts there, of course. Like, I, I would qualify Tiffany Chapone is different because in twenty twenty, you know, how old was she? Was she like seventeen in twenty twenty? <laughs> like, she was probably not on anyone's radar uh, during that time, and we have you know her now. So, but like, these lifters were a lot of these lifters were active. Uh, during that time. Um, but it, like you said, Steve, it's not necessarily a coefficient meet. It's a, it's, it's a different meat than what originally was. So I always rely on you to give me these explanations. So, um, explain how the money's going to be given out and, you know, the records being broken, uh, because I yep. think a lot of people are expecting IPF points and that's
2: it. Yeah. Yep. So first and foremost, the meat the, the, the main competition is scored, Off of percentage to world record total. So it's very important to understand what is the world record totals. Uh, There's actually a website, powerliftingdata.com, that got that all put together. And you can see all of the world records for the list and the total. You can see the competition history for the people. It's off of world record total. So, I mean, we're going to get into it, but like if if the like I mean, let's use Taylor Atwood uh because we're going to talk about him, but everyone talking about him is he's the heavy favorite. We had we we're going back to IPF worlds, we were talking about how some people sandbagged to not break the world record total, so they didn't up it. But the world record total is 1741 and Taylor has hit like I think it's like 1840 something. So, if he hits over that, it's 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 percentage over he puts himself in a really good spot. So it's percentage in comparison to whatever the world record total is of the weight class you're weighing in at within that there's 12 lifters, men and women. They're paying out the top 10 based off of that scoring system. So it is in euros. I'm not going to count. I'm not going to translate every single one of these, but like in euros it's 25,000 for first place for our freedom units. People that's about 20 it's 26,500 ish dollars. Um, and that cycles all the way from 25,000 for first place, men and men and women, second place, 12,500, 12, third place, 7,500, all the way down to 10th place, getting 1,000 euros. And then the other thing that they did that is a, a big part of this, and we're going to talk about this a lot, because I definitely see people who seem to be focusing more on this aspect, is there's also, a re- or also payouts for 5,000 euros, which is about 5,300 U.S. dollars for each lift record broken. From what I was told, it is lift records, not total. The total is what you're getting paid off of on placing. It's 5,000 for breaking a world record squat, bench, or deadlift. And so I am sure there are some people, uh, I'm going to use one for example, Amar Kanan is likely not in the running uh, in the sense of like placing super high. Maybe he'll prove us all wrong, but from what he's done in the past, he's likely not in the running for placing super high in comparison to world record total, but I believe he actually has or is very super close to the world record squat. So he could walk away with more money than the fourth place person if he breaks the world record squat and they don't break any world records, they just get fourth place in the meet. So you're definitely rewarded as well for breaking the individual lift records. So in sense, max payout, if you calculate it, would be uh, 40,000 euros if you were to win the meet and break all three lift records, which would be 42,456 us dollars. So um, that is how the payouts are going to work. Um, See if there's anything else I missed. Uh, Obviously the selection process has already gone through everything. Meet is starting. So for people who do not know, Um, I'm using Central Time because I looked it up. It's starting at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. So obviously Eastern, 11.30 and backwards for the West Coast and whatnot. Um, And there's a couple of things I wanted to note. Uh, I don't think people know this. I didn't know it until I was made aware. Um, SPD pretty much paid for two meets. They really didn't get much of their money back from the first meet. They refunded everyone's tickets in 2020. They sold all the shirts and gave all the proceeds away to athletes' incomes who were affected by covid um, and now they're paying for it for a second time. So pretty much they've tried. They paid for this meet twice. Um, so uh, it, it's something where it, it's something we forget sometimes. Like, it seems so. Like I don't know how to put this. I don't know if you guys feel the same. Like when we hear Sheffield, it's so tied to the IPF that we forget sometimes that the IPF is not hosting this meet. It's just sanctioned by the IPF. This is mm-hmm. this is SBD's meet. Um, contrary to some people's uh, beliefs, uh, SBD is the one that's doing this, and Pete Spence is kind of the head honcho there. But Pete has a big team with him, big media team, a lot of help. Obviously, they've been doing a lot of hype, uh, and the live stream is for free. So if you're wanting to look for the live stream, it's going to be on SBD's YouTube page, and it's free for anyone to watch.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's an important thing to note there, and uh, I, and what I've seen so far has been a really good buildup to it. Um, I think we did discuss when it was first released that this one is, I think it's going to be a fantastic meet, but um, it's something that kind of lays a foundation for meets in the future for this. And I think it gets better with time. Uh, I think the first time through, it could be a little bit rocky just with the formula and explaining it to people and the new scoring system. But at the same time, it it, it is somewhat more simple to follow. You break records, you get money. Yep, that's, that's,
2: well, they, that's They they had they had the records too back then too because they I mean from the original chef yeah, you know, it was based off that. of IPF points, but they also I don't know if I don't know if they had lift records, but they for sure had heaviest total, and that was kind of yeah. like the Ray Williams rule um, because that's when they had changed to good lift score, and that had really screwed up Ray because he used to be like the king of Wilkes a lot of times at a lot of these meets, and it kind of screwed him up. So. Um, yeah, they still had some of it, but they have more now, which it just makes it more interesting. It makes it more about just hitting the heaviest total in comparison to other people in your class. And we'll see how this plays out. Cause obviously it's a new scoring system. I don't think this has ever been used in any meat before. Um, I have some pros and cons of it, but I've wanted to reserve judgment until we see it played out. And the only thing I worry about, and it's, it's no fault of anything with the meat because of it getting canceled, the hype only built built. Like, does this meet have too much hype?
0: I disagree with you. I thought that the hype going into Sheffield 2020 was far greater than this one because that was – all of us, all of us were focused on it because we were in the USAPL and they were still affiliated with the IPF. This is our competition. This is other people's um, uh, fandoms, if you will, and now with the splits it's like, well, we have our own thing. We kind of competed our version of Sheffield two weeks ago and we had something to focus on. Last time in twenty twenty, it was Sheffield. Zoned in on Sheffield, fo- hyper focused on everything. Um and you know unfortunate events for everyone. You know, going back in the time machine of twenty twenty, like the shittiest Time ever was that march through, I don't know July really where we weren't allowed to do anything. Um, I, I thought that going going into the Sheffield that year, the hype was the hype was greater. I don't know what what do you think, Solana? Yeah,
1: I was gonna say I, I actually do agree with you, Angelo. I feel like because we are split, like yes, there's a ton of focus on it, but not as much as it would be if you we are all still underneath the same umbrella. Because it was everyone's focus. And that was like, if you're in USAPL, you may not be as focused on it because you know you'll never be over there unless you switch over. So it's a little bit well, different.
0: yeah. Unless you switch over, but then also you have the goal of like, okay, I could be a pro lifter. Uh-huh. If I accumulate points, I could be in the pro finals. Granted, it's not this foreign thing like Sheffield where you get to travel and where you get, you know, like a, a theater is where they're having it. Um, and and we're we're pretty... Used to Columbus, Ohio and what the Arnold brings, but I just think there's so much, which is a good thing, there's so much going on in powerlifting now that we get to focus our attention on other things that relate to the sports, um, especially this podcast, but I I think uh, when I was, when I was into like going back, like I've been saying, going back in the time machine, 2020, you get to focus on Nationals, Arnold, Worlds, and Sheffield, those four things. Now it's like prime we get prime time leads local meets we have all these things we get to focus on and Sheffield I think is a the a a very top tier tier one type of meat um but uh it 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 does lose some of the incredible hype just because of there's other things surrounding sheffield
1: hundred percent i am excited just for the way they are portraying every athlete like getting their background story and watching it like i love the build-up because you get to really get to know the person more and that just makes it so yeah. much better for the actual day because not just people like us who are friends with these lifters but like people who never met them can be like oh I, I want this guy like i'm from where he's from and like i like his childhood trauma like literally that's what you can think about yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> that's a that's a great thing to say yeah for
1: someone i like i'm a fan
0: of his trauma that he went through <laughs> I'm a fan of that, yeah. Uh, well, let's get to it. And, you know, like with most sports, you know, big breaking news today. Chance Mitchell, unfortunately, had to withdraw. And you get another lifter, you know, taking his place. And I was – I was – yeah, I was shocked to hear that news um, because I do know how much is meant for Chance. We had him on the Sheffield Wildcard preview, or if, I, I guess you can call it a preview. And – at the beginning of the show, I mentioned people who weren't even on my radar to be in Sheffield, and not only was Chance in Sheffield, but he had a legitimate shot of possibly top three. Yeah. And now that's removed. And yeah, um, I I thought I really thought the only way that yeah he he would not be able to do this meet is just uh, horrific injury, or even that I'm like I, I could still see Chance hobbling in there, so. It's uh, it's got to be serious, but hey, next, you know, like in every sport, you see that, and you have next man up.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely shocking. He was definitely someone who I had in my top five when I was doing my preview ratings. But overall, I hope he's okay. I wish we had more insight, <laughs> but we don't. Is what it is. Um, but we have Abdul coming in. So Abdul Sulaiman, so. We'll see. We still have a great battle of 93s, anyways. So that's why I love that we had four in there. Canopus three It's still going to be an intense battle. Yeah, we can start there, too. Is it four? Yeah, you got four. You
2: actually well, you got four. Amar Kanan. Yeah. But there's not much. Again, going back to Amar, I don't know if his total is going to be competitive with them. But we do. We actually had five 93s at one point within the meet.
0: Yeah, and I. I, this is a bit of a, a stroke to my ego, but I think it's because of me. Because I just said, give me all the 93s. I would rather take all the 93s over, you know, Ray Williams and Jesus Oliveres. Like I said, give me that battle again and put it on repeat because of how good it's been for the past two years. And we got that. So if you guys want to start there with the 93s, because I'm, I am very excited for that battle. And, uh, you know, you do lose chance, which sucks. But at the same time, the training for all the other guys have been looking really really good. And I I'm really excited with Gavin right now. I think he's found a, a nice little stride here in his training and he's had some rough meets and wouldn't it be great for that redemption meet to be at the biggest stage over, you know, for obviously um, uh, Virgin Islands Nationals and over IPF Worlds and the two IPF Worlds that he's done and be able to Get back on track with this meet and with his training right now. I'm loving what I see from Gavin Aiden.
1: Yeah, so I have been looking at his training as well. Um, He doubled 719. Like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, he's really on. Like, I have not seen him with this kind of fire in a while. And I know how he's definitely kind of a person who, like, when things don't go well, he wants to fight harder. So after Last Worlds, like, it was on. Once he knew that he was going to be in Sheffield, I knew it was going to be something intense and like his squat is going so well. I wish he was showing all of his are lifts, but I know that he's hiding it for a good reason. I don't know if y'all have more insight on his bench and deadlift.
2: He posted, I, I i don't remember what it was. He was posting it on his stories, the deadlift. Um, I don't remember what it was. It was definitely in the 700 plus, but he hit what seemed like, like a, a final heavy deadlift in prep for PA Nats, which obviously we found that no one ended up doing. Uh, I want to say, and I think he even hit like a seven thirty single on squat again, might be wrong. I definitely saw a seven eleven deadlift, uh, but there was something a little bit higher. So either way it's the best. His training has looked in a very long time. Um, I think he would be very much in that realm around that world record total. I think probably even more so he's probably in the realm of the world record squat. I think that is very, very doable, and we might see a back-and-forth of Amar and Gavin going for that world record squat. But if we're talking 93s, to be honest, even if Chance was in this and healthy, Keiko, in my opinion, looks on another level right now.
0: Yeah, Keiko's the favorite. Uh, Keiko is the favorite, and his training's been going fantastic. It's more so with me just, like, seeing Gavin. i, I also battled through injury, getting a new coach. I, I think him and the work Songs has been doing, but yeah. Keiko right now is ridiculous and we are talking about Keiko, I think almost in a sense of an underdog if Chance was competing. But Worlds was a strange meet for him. I don't think it was indicative of what he can do.
2: Well yeah, Worlds arguably attempt selection yeah. cost him a world title because that's,
0: that's you, kind you of can't say,
2: Yeah, I mean you can't say that he would have won it. Chance won it because it wasn't like it was going to be an easy lift. But Keiko never really got what was likely the true pull for the win that he should have due to some type of attempt selection error. Even with that, his training is, I don't think his training has looked like this since kind of coming out of the COVID bunker. Like something special happened in that COVID bunker for him. And when he came out, and I think it was like the 890 something total he hit, Uh, it has not looked like that since. And now it looks even better. Like I legitimately think he could go 900. And I think he, I peg him as probably, I think he is the person I see most likely that if Taylor slips up, could win. I mean, we'll talk about Taylor. Taylor's going to, an off day Taylor is going to be the heavy favorite, but I feel like Keiko due to the fact that he basically has no variables. He has a very normal squat. His bench, zero doubt on depth, and is just a very normal – and then he conventional deadlifts. Like, he doesn't really have too many variables. Mm -hmm. We're going to get to Jesus in a bit. He has a bit more, especially seemingly with IPF judging, not loving some of his lifts sometimes. Mm -hmm. So that's why I give Keiko the nod where I'm looking right now. Like, if Taylor slips up, I really think Keiko is the one who could slip in. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, he mentioned that he hit a 663 squat a few days ago, and that's, like, the closest he's hit – he has been close to competition in a long time. So I'm like, okay, so you're getting higher numbers than you usually do when you're close to competition. Hopefully you have a godly taper because your training is looking really good. Bench is looking on fire like it normally does for him. And then deadlift is also just moving really well. I saw 730 and that moved excellent. So I'm like... I'm thinking – and we know he can execute. That's a great thing, too. Like, he can execute on a big stage under immense pressure. We've seen it over and over again. If he has the right attempt selection, you know, I think that this will be an incredible meet for him. Yeah, he's found a
0: really good groove on his deadlift. And like you said, Solana, he performs on meet day pretty much uh, up there with the best of them. I mean, when I'm thinking of good meet day executioners, he's on my list. Um, If I have, like, okay, I – have my life on the line, I need one guy to go nine for nine and still PR total. I'm calling Keiko. Yankee yeah, might be my number one. Maybe him and Celine. Celine crumb with the the recent six I mean six straight nine for nine meets, but Keiko is kind of my guy to call on if I need a hit lift, I'm calling that guy. He is a executioner. And also, like you said at Solana, with um some of the battles he's been in too, he's battle tested with the best his his hit list is long a lot of people have been coming for Keiko and he's had to compete with a lot of people and uh, you know his one blemish is Chance Mitchell everything else is a W and it's not easy you know it's some some other weight classes you know like Taylor Atwood he it has to you know he had that one year in 2019 where Michael C and that's about it I don't think Pug and Perk were quite there yet um and you know you had the pass with like Blake Lehue and the, but nowhere near what Keiko has to go through. Like all these guys are close to world record total, and he's beaten he's beaten all of them really. I mean he's beaten Chance multiple times, so uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. But also Emil, uh, yeah, yeah, you have Emil as well, and I, I, I mean, I'm still really high on him because I did think that European Nationals was I, I disagreed with the call I. And say, what do you do in that situation? If like he bombs out on depth, then what do you do? Like Squat lower than depth? Because I, it's one of those, like, you're getting depth. Yeah. You're not supposed to change what you're supposed to do. Like I, Unless I'm crazy, I'm the only one who thought he was getting depth, and I think it's just a stupid thing that happens in the IPF. Like, well, that's why it's so tough. you got to really make sure your squats are good. Like, okay, Or it's just people missing calls, which isn't good. <laughs> just, it's almost as bad as calling high squats. White lights, if you miss calls that are to the depth and they're red lights. But uh, what do you think, Steve, on uh, Emil?
2: So my big, uh, I actually just looked now. He did post a 704 deadlift. Like when I was doing all my research, he really wasn't posting much deadlift or squat. Maybe he's hiding stuff, but I don't, I didn't feel like he was. He was hitting like 661 multiple times on deadlift. I'm not saying like he wasn't going to come in strong. But based on how he's posting, it seemed like maybe the priority was the world record bench. Like if you just go to his Instagram page, you can see how he's posting and saying six kilos below world record on bench, three kilos be world, below world record on bench. Not saying he's not coming in to try and hit a big total, but it seemed maybe that he had a little bit of a priority of knowing that maybe his best route in the sense of the meet and, and coming out with the highest payout was prioritizing bench. So I kind of have a couple question marks of kind of like how squat and deadlift are going. Like that 704 moved really well. So I mean, I, I think I expect him to be able to come in and about match what he did at Worlds. But I just, I do wonder to an extent how much he's kind of looking at bench as kind of one of his things he's really kind of going after. Um, with that said though, like I, I mean, that 704 moved great. I very much look at like, what he did at Worlds, that 677 squat and 7, 7, 755 deadlift being a possibility. I just don't see anything in training that would get me to be able to predict over that since nothing has been within that realm. Other than bench, he's pushing decently above what he did. Like He hit a 501 bench at Worlds, and in prep, albeit I don't know if I the pause was quite there all the way, he hit 518.
1: It, yeah, yeah. The pod wasn't there, and also there was some up and down, so it was not clean at all. But I will say the strength is there, so we have to see if he can execute on meet day. But just like you said, Steve, like I totally got the same vibe because I saw like one squat six twenty eight. I saw the one deadlift, and I just saw bench, bench, bench. So I think it's like focus on bench. That's where the money is for him. And then I think he'll just try and maybe match his best for squat and dead. Not yeah. a bad so strategy. If that's the case,
2: if that's the case, I can see him getting top five. It. I just wouldn't put him in that category. Of what I call, I would put the big three of Atwood, Keiko, and Jesus. I I really look at those three as the ones that are in position that I think could actually win the meet based on how things go.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, not a bad strategy. Get where the money is. I mean, I say all the time that, you know, the total is what's important, but if you dangles five grand in front of my face, I'll probably be a little bit more focused on my deadlift and really wanting to hit that. You know, like if if, if money talks. So if you are in a position there to get that money, you, you get that money and you get to walk away with something. And also, you know, you do have worlds on top of that. Like there is more to this than just a head-to-head battle between the 93s. Um, I mean, also, same time, that's why the 93 is so interesting. If you're, this happened to me in a few competitions, if I'm keeping track with someone and I'm trying to stay on par, my total is going to improve. Like you're, some, some of those meets are a difference between like an 805 total to an 820 total if I hit my last deadlift. So if you're doing that and he's trying to stay on par with Keiko and Keiko starts missing lifts, well, that works in your advantage, obviously. So I, I think with slip-ups from those lifters, Emil can find himself in the top three if he is still focusing on competing alongside uh, Keiko. All right, from there, big question. Where do you want to go? Because if we're talking about the top three, then...
2: Jesus and Taylor, so Jesus yeah, ex- next.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I was going to say, top three, Jesus Olivares, a super heavyweight He was in position to possibly get top three. I think he is a... Uh, odds on. Uh, odds are very good for a game in top three, but also, you know, Taylor Atwood, bad meets potentially. You really can't rely on that. He can end up getting a first place spot, but also possibly the best powerlifting performance in history with the total he can put up. Zeus has been on fire and looking really good. And it's really, it, it, it does come down to whether or not the IPF judges cut him some slack on some lifts because I I'm looking at some of his lifts I'm like, maybe a de- deadlift at times can be a bit iffy for him, but I'm loving what I see on all of his lifts. It's just, it's, now, but I've been saying it for the past three competitions, and it seems to be every other meet for Jesus. So, Mega Nationals, or not Mega Nationals, um, Nash- Daytona Nationals, off meet for him. Worlds, better meet for him. Powerlifting America, unbelievable meet. IPF Worlds, bit of an off meet. If it holds true, Jesus' big meet is this one.
1: I mean, fingers crossed, because I'm scared to death about him getting deaf calls again, even though he clearly hit deaf. Um, but you know, we saw that 1,025 pound squat and I was like, oh my God, I did not think that we were going to see that. That was incredible. Now the world record squat is 1,050. I don't think he'll be going for that squat. I think overall he'll go for the deadlift record, which is currently 876. We just saw in smoke 903. So if he can get the white lights, he should be able to hit that deadlift record, which is huge for him. And overall the world record total for sure which will put him in a great spot. I can see him definitely being in top 5, high in top 5. But the question does remain like this is the IPF, will they give him white lights after Worlds? I don't know.
2: Yeah, cuz that's my biggest thing. If this what cuz I don't have an issue. I don't think he has a depth issue. I I do think he has had issues with the knees in the past, but it looks way better than it used way to. Way better. And so, nothing I, when he hit that 910, that looked very clean to me. But I don't know if I trust IPF judging to make it look clean. If I was projecting him on what, if, if he was competing under what I consider judging that I think is fair compared to what happened last year, I legitimately think he could beat Taylor with both of them having a perfect day. I legitimately think based off of this world record total calculation, he could beat Taylor. I just don't know if I'm confident that they're going to call him like that, as well as the fact that travel affects big guys. It, Ray never had his best meets overseas. Jesus has not really had his best meets overseas. The travel seems to affect the big guys the most because there's a lot of variables of what they have to do on a daily basis to maintain that weight And they can have pretty massive weight fluctuations due to travel and food
0: changes and like that. So,
1: but that didn't happen. I I think
0: I'm gonna, 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 I mean, I'm gonna interject though. It's England. England's far easier to travel to than South Africa, not distance wise, just a better place to go.
2: It is, but I don't think, I mean, again, we didn't get to see his full potential, but I don't I don't think he was on pace to match what he was doing at Powerlifting American Nationals when he went overseas. I'm just using precedent. Yeah. Like I mean, we have yet to see an American heavyweight go overseas and do better overseas than they do there. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying that is a factor in trying to make predictions here. Okay. With yeah. that being said, yeah.
0: Well, I'm saying you are saying I that still- Jesus Steve said that. <laughs> I'm later. Yeah, I'm, I mean it's a factor.
2: <laughs> I think I think it would be neglig- negligent to say it's not a factor that it is hard or it is difficult for super heavyweights to travel overseas yeah. in comparison to some of the lighter weight with- lifters. No, you're right. You're, but that being right. said though, I have him breaking the world record total, even if he doesn't have the meat that I think like he could have if he was here under judging that was not IPF Worlds last year. And if he does that, I don't care if he wins or not. It's the best meat of anyone. In mm-hmm. the history of powerlifting. Yeah. yeah. Like best male lifter of the year, best history in the history. If he hits over 2552, is it?
1: That sounds. I, I think put 2431 is, is total. Or 20,
2: 2452. 2452, I believe, is Ray's raised total that Jesus just barely missed. I have Jesus somewhere around 2460 up to 2500. If he does anything with not like I said, I, I have him over that if it was like the absolute perfect day and none of these variables are at play. If he does that, it's the best meet, regardless if he wins. Like it's the greatest meet in history of powerlifting.
0: Yeah, in full agreement. In full agreement. There, um, that that is a singular lifter I'm looking forward to most watching is Jesus. Um, it's like a heavyweight. It's a, like a heavyweight boxing match um, when you get the right heavyweights in boxing, and they're the best fighters in the world. Everyone is glued to them. They will surpass. You know the other pound for pound fighters like the welterweights and the middleweights where people do watch and they're highly uh, viewed. Jesus having the lift that he does, the way he's able to do it too, the, you know, because the high bar, the bench, the conventional deadlift. He's a powerlifter's powerlifter. He's a normie powerlifter. If you're you know a casual powerlifting fan, if you're a fitness fan, you'll love watching a guy like Jesus compete. And what he can do this day can catapult him into superstardom. I think he can be the face of powerlifting um, if he's able to do that. And even if he doesn't do it, I still think it's there for him just because of how how impressive he is as a lifter. Um, just yeah, I I'm, I'm going to be glued to Jesus for Sheffield. Uh, I'm I'm very excited to see him lift. Taylor, yeah, I, I literally
2: we're going to get Taylor. I'm going to say one more thing about Jesus. Let's not even a hot take, just a take. Like if he does what he's capable of, he could literally carry this meat. If everyone else tanks, Mm -hmm. like that's how important this performance is. Like if he goes, because again, the the world record total is 2436, but Ray's total is 2452. That's the number. That's the number everyone cares about. If he goes 2452 plus, especially if he goes 2,500 plus that alone on the men's side makes the Done. Done. Yeah. I mean I, I I sound bad by saying it, but like No, that you're right that's that gets right. the attention media wise and social media wise that makes this meet live up to all the hype just because of what Jesus does because it would be the greatest thing ever in powerlifting.
0: Yeah, what were the other performances in twenty eighteen Arnold that people remember?
2: It. It's hard. You remember yeah, ex- Ray.
0: You remember Ray. You remember Ray played Sumner too. But yeah, I mean but what's the correlation between the two? They're lifting weights, weights that people do not think is capable of lifting. It's not humanly possible to lift that. Yeah. That's the difference between the two. Um, you know, it's it's something and it's something that will get everyone going. Uh, and then you have the person who is a favorite to win this meet for. I mean, I guess two years now. Uh, Taylor Atwood, hard guy to predict, mainly because I don't want to pay for a subscription to see his top end stuff. But he's Taylor Atwood. He told me, I mean, I remember he responded to a poll that we did on Two White Lights that people don't expect him to get 838, and he's confident that he's going to get 838 this meet. So that's what I'm expecting. But even if he doesn't do that, he's going to be so far above that world record total at 790 that he can just kind of walk away with this meet. A little anticlimactic, but I I think what Taylor was good for, going all out. You know, he doesn't have a meet after this, really, that he needs to go back in training for going all out. Over 790, 810, 815. That probably wins you the meat, right, Steve?
2: Yeah, I honestly think anything 810 plus wins him the meat, barring Jesus can have a super meat. Mm-hmm. If Jesus can have like the super meat, then Taylor needs like 825 plus. But at least in the predictions I've got of just setting what I think is, is very uh, feasible for everyone to do. Uh, Taylor going eight, 10 to eight, 15 probably wins it. And honestly, I feel like even last year injured, he probably could have done that. He could have done that at worlds. Everything looked like second attempt. He probably could have gone eight twenty there. Uh, eight 30 is possible. I mean, again, I, I, I didn't, uh, unfortunately I asked the wife and she said $5 and 50 cents a month was a little out of our budget. So I wasn't able to put that down for the subscription service. Okay. Um, but I, I mean, Everything looks fine. He's, he's doing his normal submax training that he's posting. I very much assume he can go 820 plus and he doesn't miss lifts. I don't expect him to miss anything. That's one thing is it's not like you're, you're chasing a guy who has a lot of variables. He's just probably going to hit his lifts and they're probably going to look easy like they always do. Um, and this meet was just tailor-made for him, pun intended. Um, Ooh. he got the sandbag, the total at world so that he didn't up it. Um, and this is just going to kind of be his for the taking. And I honestly almost wonder to an extent if he's, he might, well, it's, it's tough. I wonder if he has the chance to almost sandbag a pole. If he's up enough on his final deadlift to make sure he doesn't up the total too much so that he can just win it again next year easily. Oh, Cause if, if he can sandbag the pole <laughs> and do eight <8-15, laughs> fifteen, 15, like he can see it for- like, okay,
0: all I have, I'm going to call for a rule change. A rule change. happens, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, that, that's where we got to see how this all plays well, out because yeah. th- there's there's interesting things about the scoring system, but if Taylor can sandbag and only go 8-10 or 8-15, he probably wins this next year, same thing, and it has to push a little bit more, and it's up for grabs, no problem. So I hope he has to push. For the sake, that means it's probably a good meet, but there's a very real possibility he doesn't have to. And uh, let's see, what's the world record poll? 322, and uh, he's hit 340. So yes, he could very well sandbag deadlift, still get the world record deadlift, and get the 5K to sandbag his total, and then still set himself up for next year to be able to win Sheffield again pretty easy.
0: Yeah, again, I'll be demanding rule change if that happens.
1: Yeah, my only only question mark is just what total will he hit, and what does he have to do? So, we will see. I think if he doesn't have to, he's not going to push it. I don't think he's going to try to a pass The eight thirty eight, even though, even if he can, for that exact reason, like if there's no rule change, then why surpass it? So, we'll have to see.
0: I mean, to shut people up, right? I mean, I I guess it would be ego because the the whole Hack and Atwood thing, uh, memes aside, because Hack is winning that battle. You know, Atwood still potentially has the the numbers actually to beat him. So if he goes over eight thirty eight in I, I would say the best performance in powerlifting history, uh, at least in recent memory, just at 838 meet was just an absolute stunner, stunner of a meet. Um, if he goes over that, he kind of does cement himself as being uh, the goat, I, I think, because doing that twice is ridiculous. Going that far above. And also it is, when we do talk about Taylor, because I think this is what's happening, because the only meets we've seen him in, has been sandbag meets. And nobody really wants to see that, but, you know, when someone's hurt, you kind of have to sandbag, and that's how good he is. He can sandbag these meats and do that. No one's relatively close. We're talking about 815 being a sandbag performance, potentially. That is ridiculous. Yeah. That makes no sense. 815 at 74 kilos being a sandbag meat. No one is even relatively close. Perk had to pull 800 kilos out of his ass at that meat that he did. And it was just an absolute all-out grinder, all lifts. And I, he hasn't really gotten there since. Yeah. I mean, since then, seven ninety has been his best meets. And then we like you have Joe Bornstein, you had Michael C in the past. Those guys' accomplishments get diminished, especially Michael C. And didn't Michael C total seven eighty? I think, I, it's, he, but,
2: sure. I think he did maybe did 775 before he finally went up or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, so either way, it,
0: it, it's, it's it overshadows ridiculous. how great they <laughs> Yeah, are. yeah, Yeah, and, and it also is overshadowing how good Taylor Atwood is. Because now you're compared to that one performance that you hit a while ago and everything after that to Sandbag, you know, PR that total. And it's like, hell, 99.9999% of 83s wish they could hit that total. None of us even came close to, if your name isn't Russ Orgy. It's, it's just like, it's, it's yeah. crazy.
2: Well, here here's the question. Because, I mean, we're making assumptions. That's what we do on Two White Lights. I don't feel like Taylor. People kind of look at him sometimes as having an ego. And it, it, a lot of times it's more just his confidence. He's always just kind of been a confident guy. Um, he's never been someone to try and overextend himself in a meet to like prove something extra. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he does here. Maybe he wants to do that 838 to reprove it. But at the same time, maybe he likes $42,000 more.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Very good. Very real possibility. Does
2: does he care more about shutting up two white lights and podcasts, or does he care more about $42,000? If I was Taylor Atwood, me personally, I would care more about $42,000 and then just do it next year again and get another $42,000.
0: Yeah, I mean, if anyone talks anything afterwards, you can just send them, like, just, like, the screenshot of that going into your bank account yep. all at once. It's like, well, that was awesome. Like,
2: Because, I mean, honestly, I mean,
0: we, yeah, we I say mean, yeah. I,
2: I I, agree with the fact that he needs to repeat that 838 to be considered the GOAT, like, solidify it to where we're not debating. Mm-hmm. Um, because, honestly, if Jesus goes 2500 and does it, and he's already done 24.50, I think it was. Zeus has got a goat claim already. Ray's got goat claims. I, I, I think Taylor going like 8.10 to 8.15, and we can see that he has 20 more kilos, still says enough to be like, okay, he could have done it, but he was just being smart to play the game. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. That's the big question mark. That is, that is all speculation. That is all trying to read into things. I don't know what he plans to do. But uh, I have very little doubt that he has to be the favorite going into this, and uh, I, I really think Jesus is the only one that could possibly be within reach. Like, like if like even if Taylor has an on day, and then like I said, if Taylor has an off day and Jesus has a little bit of an off day, I think Keiko's within reach too. Yeah. Well, and then Frank, I mean, I'll, I'll say one thing real quick before we move on to the the, the next person we really need to talk about. The one interesting thing that I in my initial write-up, I thought Eddie Berglund had a really good chance to be in this conversation too. I did too. He's apparently, go, he's going seventy-four kilos though, so and he's also mainly weightlifting. He is my, my the assumption.
0: Most my frustrating <laughs> and confusing person ever.
2: My assumption is maybe he didn't think he was in the running for top placing. And he's just going to go for the bench record because, oddly enough, the bench record at 74 is less than 66.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: So maybe he's just going for the bench record. That was my assumption there. But I think the next person we've got to talk about uh, within contention here because I really feel like I could go polar ends of the spectrum in my predictions is Delaney Wallace. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: you, you, we, got going on, you got me going on
0: – you got me going on – uh, Berglund, but we can go with Delaney. But Eddie Berglund is one of the most triggering lifters for me. <laughs> but Delaney probably, yeah. Because Delaney deserves a conversation.
2: Yeah, Delaney, I mean, he used our my clip from back in 2019. Ah. Or 2021, sorry. Not 2019, yeah. 2021. That is really off. Yes. Where I said he's the heir parent to Russ's throne. He hit that 822.5 at Nationals. Looked very on track with a lot of his training to be going into that 830 range, maybe even pushing into that 840 range. But last year, and things just didn't go super well. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit some big, really big gym lifts away from meets, the peaking or the cut. I'm not fully sure. Just didn't go super well. He's doing really good in training right now again. Uh I actually literally, right before this podcast, I mean, I already kind of knew some of this, but I had someone else reach out and tell me what his lifts are in training that he's not posting. They're pretty good. It's just, it's it's kind of one of those things Like, if he has a super meet and gets pretty close to 840, would wouldn't be shocked? I felt like it should be there for a while. If he comes out and has a similar performance the last two years, it wouldn't be shocked because we've kind of seen the actual meet day performance, not live up to his training recently. I, I don't, I don't know a hundred percent what to expect because we've just seen some down meets from him and we have recency bias. There's it, it's that's what it is.
0: You're say it about Sean. You're
2: yeah. Sean, every single time I, there should be no argument until he, he until he shows it on the platform that the training was transfer over. You can't, you can't say he can hit this. He's got to do it on the platform. We got to see Delaney do it on the platform before I'm fully convinced. But seemingly he's on track. I mean, I eight forty one, which is the world record total. That's that's a lot. That yeah. that is a high mark to hit. I think he'd have to have a perfect day. My only worry is if he shoots for that and he doesn't have a perfect day, that could go bad really quick. I I I really think I'm confident for around like eight thirty ish. But that's where if he'd have to plan for eight thirty ish. I don't know. You guys you guys chime in here.
1: Yeah, like. It's exactly what you said. He needs a perfect day to break that total. He needs nine for nine every single lift. I've seen some of his lists. He won't show me all of them, but I've also heard more in the last hour about what he's doing in the gym. And what he's doing in training is on par, that he's definitely within reach to hit this total, but it's still going to be a push. So it's just like, can we see it on the platform? We knew he had some weight cut issues at PA Nats. Maybe somebody could issue that world. Don't even know. But he could not get that exact performance that he wanted to have. So it's another big stage. Can he go up against competition when the stakes are as high as they are? Can he get all this? I know he adjusted to heels to help him with the squat because he was having some issues a while ago. That's helped him out a lot because he was worried about that. He was having a hard time getting like, the start command. He was like too leaned over, quote-unquote. So now that's like not an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. So small stuff. Like I know he's like fine tuning everything to try and make it perfect. But again, it's just can you go nine for nine at this meet? I have faith in him, but I need to see it. I'm not quite sure if we'll hit every list.
0: If, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. If I was competing at Sheffield, Delaney Wall, and I had to total 840, Delaney Wall is a total 841. Maybe that's the missing ingredient, because it seems like he saves his really good performances only when I am competing against him. <laughs> uh, and, and that's why I have a lot of confidence in him. I competed with him, and he, 2021 Daytona, he had to come up with some big lifts, and it was a hard meet for him. It wasn't this smooth sailing, easy meet. He missed his third squat, had to be perfect from there on out. His weakest lift a deadlift is where he had to perform, and he was able to do that. So I am very confident he can hit. List on the platform but honestly i do think this, this plays a factor at pa nets he had no one he had no one pushing him and he got the performance and talking to him he just didn't seem as dialed in as he did in daytona and then at worlds granted he had competition but it's not quite russ it's not quite nori it's not quite jamar it's not quite me it's not quite gruden this competition he's going to be pushed by people out of his weight class you know you look around that room. And you're by dogs. So I think he is gonna get pushed in this competition where he is gonna be forced to hit these lists. And I do think he is definitely capable to go in that eight forty range, take that total, um, and, and and get himself back on track. Because the Lady Wallace I've seen the past two meets is not the Lady Wallace that I expected after Nationals. And I and I do think I do think the competition surrounding him is the reason why. Um because I you know he, He's a dog. He's a competitor, and I and I can't say when when you get to coast kind of too at Worlds, he got he got to coast at Worlds because Tim was missing his lifts. So that you you can't you can't coast at this meet and get that money. He is not a big single lift guy. He's a well rounded lifter, about as well rounded as they come. So he's got to go into that total. He's got to break into some placing here, and he's got to get that money as a result. So that's where that's where I'm confident. But. You're right, Steve. You're only as good as your meats, And if you have three of those meats, which still, Delaney, if you're listening, go for it. You got to go for it. You can't think about this. But you have um, an 810 total, an 800 total. You know, you got to be in that 820 to 830 race because people are then going to raise their eyebrows. Question mark's going to come. You know, we got this guy at Sheffield here at 83 kilos. And we have all these other people around the world that are well within that 820 to 830 range. Seemingly at will that they're able to get this. So that's a big performance, but I think he's got to shut that out, completely block it out, and just focus on 841. 841 and above. And if you know what you miss, because of fuck what everyone else says. You went for it. You got another competition. And I can tell you right now, Delaney, there is a nice home for you in the USAPL. The eighty-two and a half kilo weight class—it's stacked. It's great. Hell, even if you go eight forty-one, consider the USAPL, Please,
2: that federation poaching, and it's not allowed.
1: <laughs> also, I'm sorry. No one hit the carpet Retract pina. everything I just said. <laughs> no one hit the car. Pina, yeah. Oh so yeah. I don't see that happening.
0: <laughs> so <laughs>
1: come on, come uh, on, though.
0: I mean, that—that's that, a, that's a different conversation. But come on. <laughs> Well that that's the thing too
2: is like we have to like if we're we're talking about US lifters, mainly mainly Delaney. Jesus, I don't think he's gonna have an issue out totaling Ray. The ninety threes, I mean, with where Bryce ended up, Gavin or Keiko's gonna out total that. Delaney's gotta make sure to out total Sean and Gruden. Or Gruden, Gruden because well, Gruden, Gruden got first. Yeah, Gruden and one. Which I have zero doubt Delaney can do it, but the issue is missing lifts and reaching. Because I, again, I, that's he's just my—he's my big—he's my big, probably my biggest wild card. I—I could see him getting second in this meet, and I could see him getting eighth or ninth on the spectrum of what might happen mm-hmm. because of where he might be planning to go and where he might end up. Because if you plan to go eight forty to eight fifty, and your strength on the day entails eight twenty to eight thirty, because the peak or the travel affects you or the cut, second attempts become hard all of a sudden. Yeah, but it's where I say it could be the greatest performance ever at 83 or it could be a really good performance, but unfortunately in the sense of like expectations, a bit of a lot of time, but you already kind of said it, Angelo, this is the meat to go for it. Um, he's likely even at his best lifts, I don't see any of his lifts beating world record numbers. I don't, I mean, knowing what he's done in the gym right now, um, I'm not going to say them because I don't, he's not publicizing them, even though I do know them. Um, so I'm not going to out it. I don't see any of them beating the world record list. It's mainly the total. So therefore, it's kind of total or bust. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're going to go for it, go for this meat. Like, I mean, if you don't hit it, so what? It's not like you're you're losing anything. That I mean it's it's definitely the meat to kind of go for it and just and and see if it's there. Versus at worlds or at nationals or whatever it may be, you might have to play the game a bit more.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really hope he can get back on track with uh, this meet. I'll be rooting for him. You know, friendly rivalry between me and Delaney. And um, I really hope that he kills it at this meet and comes to the USAPL. Uh, Who else we got with this? I
2: think, so someone, before we get, I think we got a couple more people to go through. But there's someone who I could see getting top five. Who I don't think anyone's probably talking about is Kyoto Ushiyama.
0: Yeah, I just don't know much about him.
2: 66 kilo lifter. He totaled 1510 at Worlds. Which, if he totaled 1510 again, that's not competitive. But if I'm looking at his lifts, I don't know what he. I, I remember going in. I don't feel like going into the Worlds. He was anywhere near what I'm seeing in the gym right now. Like at Worlds, he hit a 512 squat. In training, he doubled 528. He hit a 374 bench at Worlds. He hit 507 with a good pause as an all-out grinder, and then he hit a 638 deadlift. All of those are way over what he did at Worlds. So, I mean, honestly, being conservative, yeah. eh, let's say the cut, travel, all that kind of stuff. If we do like a 535 squat, a 391 bench, and a 635 deadlift, that puts him basically at the world record total. Which right now, if you hit the world record total, so like 100%, one, whatever, how they're gonna do score? I don't know if it's gonna be a one or they're gonna do like, percent uh, basis, he could be top five. He could be a, a dark horse to kind of sneak in there where you're seeing a lot of these big names and Kyoto ends up being fifth.
1: I also saw a 300-kilo deadlift.
2: Did he just post that recently? It, I did my research like a week or so ago. It's
1: the last Oh. Where is it? Oh, it's right here. The day, Two days ago. Yep.
2: That makes it even more interesting, then. Because if he could deadlift 300 kilos, we're talking about so yeah, with Kyoto, i have seen it now since uh, Solana pointed it out to me. He actually had a 730 kg training day. I do remember when we did the Worlds preview, he had some really big lifts, and we kind of questioned would they translate to the platform. And I see some similar things there because squat, a little bit of soft knees, deadlift, he's using pound plates. Either way, though, the numbers are so big here that if we're talking, I think it's like 710.5 is what Eddie Berglund hit or somewhere around there it's within his wheelhouse. And it's one of those ones where that could be one of the big upsets or dark horses that people aren't talking about. I mean, they're going to be talking about the 93s. They're probably gonna be talking about the one Oh fives. Hey Zeus, Taylor Delaney and Kyoto could go sneak in there and just have a nice little day. And he's probably going to have one of the first pulls of third attempts and just kind of set the tone. And then everyone else might be pull, uh, might, might be like an Arnold thing where everyone tries to pull and they miss it. And then you see things come cycle back around. And Dan Clements, who pulled first, ends up winning it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's really just like, will the lifts transfer over? Because you're right. I do remember seeing big lifts, worlds, and then they didn't quite transfer. But you're right, though. Like, they're so big. If he can just have a decent day and then be over world record total, which I have him for. He could definitely be top five. You have to see.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess looking through it, that was my guy. Again, if, if Eddie stayed 66, that would be my pick um, for, you know, somewhat of a dark horse to get into top five. And really, I wouldn't even qualify as a dark horse. I would say more so just a person that you, you can't rely on these guys having a perfect meet. This is a very difficult meet to hit lifts at. So, if you are able to get in yourself position here to uh, get into the top five with hit lifts, um, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see many dark horses at this meet. Like, a lot of people are capable of doing that. And, Mikey, what, what do you guys want to do the uh, spotlight on next? 105s. Yes, Mikey sir. Mikey and Emil.
2: So, maybe they can prove me wrong. This can be a very good battle. I just don't know if the comparative to the world record total is going to place them super high within the meat as a whole, a meal. We should have a pretty darn good idea of what he's going to do. He just had his best meet at Swedish nationals in January. And all of the lists looked pretty hard. Like I don't know if he had more hit a twenty forty seven total, which is a PR total, um, which would be over what he did at worlds. That's, uh, 41 pounds, 20 kilos-ish over what Mikey did at Worlds. Um, albeit, Mikey has obviously had these issues with the grip, and if you can kind of put that together and hit that deadlift like we we know he has in training, that could change a lot of things. But with the travel and the cut, I believe Mikey usually goes through. I know that is a bit tough. So it, it'll be interesting to see them battle together. Uh, if one of them had, I, I think more so Mikey is the one that I think, if if he just has the world's most perfect day, He'd be possibly looking at a top five placing, but I think they're probably on the outside looking in um, just based off of I think they're chasing they're chasing uh Anatoly's record, I believe. I think Anatoly has that 937.5 kilo record. I should just pull it up. It's right in front of me. I'm right, 937.5 uh is what Anatoly did. Uh so Emile's at 925, Mikey's at 915. Uh, like I said, I don't know if Emil has much more. Mikey's the one that might be the dark horse looking at that. But I think probably looking more at them competing against each other versus like looking at like a top three placing. It's just my personal prediction there.
1: Yeah, I was kind of on the same page because Emil, I did look at that last meet too that he just did five weeks ago. And you're right. Like I was like, okay, do I see you having an extra, like what is it, 25 pounds to get the world record total? He had 2047. He needs 2062. So I don't see him having that extra squeeze in the tank. And then, yeah, Mikey, it's always kind of been, like, the weight cut, how will that affect him? And also, like, can he lock out that deadlift? I hope he like, – if he can, this could be an amazing day for him. But it's, like, always the question mark. And so I'm wondering, can you do it on a big stage? Can you do, it, like, lock it out clean? We have to see. Mm-hmm. I
0: I am a fan of him doing mech mix now. Yeah. I, I, no, I uh, it's – I I think he he made a didn't he make a game day decision at Worlds? Am I remembering that correctly? They just went to hook grip, or it, it was close to worlds that they went to mixed grip out of out of hook grip. I I, I think I'm remembering that correctly, but yeah, last year um I I wasn't particularly confident in his deadlift. Now I am confident as deadlift, uh, or at least more confident than I was because of the de- he's got now time. Right, he's long road back from an injury. Had that big adductor tear. Took a long time for him to get back on the platform. Came back on the platform. Didn't have a great performance at Power of the Americas. I thought Worlds was a good meet for him, considering the circumstances. Now he's got more time. Uh, I I'm liking what I see from Mikey. Um, Emil's a hard dude to beat, though. <laughs> that's that's one thing. He's a uh, he's a he's a very difficult guy uh to beat so yeah i think it's going to be a dog fight between those two
2: goes back to emil just kind of lifting normal i mean i don't know what other way to put it but he has a very normalized squat bench and conventional deadlift where mikey for the most part doesn't have too many variables until it comes to the recent grip issues like, I mean, he hit 793 at Worlds and he smoked 804 recently. Like, I, I legitimately think he could go 820 plus on deadlifts if grip isn't an issue. It's just a matter of kind of how it shows up on meat day. So, I, don't, um, I mean, I could, I have Mikey anywhere between 2010 up to 2050, which I, that would be beating uh, a meal if he hits that top end. Um, and I, I'm really rooting for that because, I mean, I think he can have a huge day and I would love to see him really put together everything because we have we've, we've had multiple meets in a row where just something always is there between the adductor tear between the grip it's just it just hasn't fully come together with what we see in the gym so far
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh fully fully agree with you
1: yeah with All right. when i
0: got joined today, i yeah i actually kind of just your thoughts on this like i i guess I guess we have some sort of idea, but this is not like other sports, like UFC and boxing is no stranger to this, where a fighter has to take a fight on short notice, you know, they call him up, hey, are you at weights? hey, are you in shape, can you fight, do you want to fight, we'll give you extra money. Powerlifting is not that sport, you know, you're peaking, tapering, and all that stuff, so it's just like, is this dude going to have a gym meet, or was he preparing this for a while, was this potentially, like, being talked about? Where Kansas is like, hey, I'm not feeling good. Potentially I withdraw. I'll have this dude ready to go. It's so
2: I got the I got the information on this. Good. He did not know this wasn't okay. like a oh you should prep for this meet and if someone drops out you get to hop in. This was he he just recently found out. From what I have been told though, this isn't a big stretch for him based off of how he trains and tapers that it shouldn't be hard to do a quick adjustment to taper into the meat. Um, he also just recently competed in November. Um, wasn't a PR total over what he did in uh, at worlds, I believe, but he also kind of YOLO to deadlift. I think he may have been going for the world record deadlift. And that's probably what he's shooting for here. Um, he, he's, even on like a perfect day, if he puts together all of his best, like because it's it's kind of hard to go off a of training since he hasn't really been posting much. That would be, allude to like I mean he posts like a 705 squat that moved pretty well. But outside of that, hasn't posted a ton 792 deadlift. Uh that would yield us to know he has more. But like if you're comp- combining all his best meat lifts, he's hit 716, 451, and I think 821 maybe it was, because he tried to go for like 851 something. But I do I I wonder how much maybe he'll just go for a, a deadlift because he's likely maybe he could sneak into that top 10 um, and and get a thousand or so dollars, but it probably almost would suit him more to kind of just throw something on and go for that deadlift record um, and see if he can get that 5k in euros.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could get a payday out of it still. And also, I mean, something I wouldn't say no to, right? Yeah. Like, Hey, do you want to compete at Sheffield? Sure. And also I, cause I was actually That's thinking a shame though, like,
2: that you didn't get the invite Angelo.
0: Yeah, I know I was in the running too. Um but uh you know the thing is uh also with reserve spots, you might have information on this, Steve, but was there a selection process or like this guy's in England and he's just there? So it's not like I book this have get a hotel quick, you gotta go to England tomorrow, person not from England. Like I'm just thinking I logically mean... that would probably make the most sense.
2: I do not. I do not know. Okay, for sure on that one. So I yeah, don't. Right. I, I could spec. I could speculate, but I don't want to say anything because I, I don't know. For right? Sure cause the we're debating. To
0: that we were debating for how long about Sheffield wildcard spots. So, like the wildcard, will they be the reserves? And then also, it's it's a very tough task to be like, okay, the meet is next week. Um, Ray Williams, just take a flight and compete here. Have fun. Sean Jin, come on over really quick. How are you? Yeah, you know,
2: Sean. Sean may have been banned in the last week, so <laughs> good point.
0: What? Good point. Yeah, Sean. Sean's Sean's been on one. Um, our next episode, got, two white lights. He we'll... got blocked. He got blocked by Gaston. So
1: that's hilarious.
2: Yeah. Uh, but to finish it off, we already kind of alluded to Amar Uh he, he. I. I got him in tenth right now. Uh, because again, Eddie seemingly going up to 74 probably is if he actually does that, as I've been hearing over and over, Eddie's probably going to get last off of total because he's going up to 74 and he's got to compete with Taylor's total. Um, so Marcus think is way into the top 10, but I think more so he's probably him versus Gavin on that squat record. I mean, I have to think that's what he's going to be going for. Um, it's just going to be a battle back and forth of who's going to take that squat record and who's going to chip who, and, and lot number may very well play, not very well. Lot number will play an advantage there, so if someone doesn't know lot number, uh, it's going to determine your order. So they both they both may put what's the world record squat? I think it's three some three three thirty one. They may both put three thirty one point five on the bar, but. That would then go to the lower lot number, who gets the first chance. Amar actually has done 331.5 before, just not in a meet where he could set the world record. So, lot number might determine that, but I assume both of them are going to go for it. So, we want to make predictions for top five? Let's do it. Who's going first?
1: And Steve. I'm going first.
2: I can go first. All
1: right. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I might uh, I might change this. Okay. I'll okay.
2: go first, Seth. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm still I'm debating my... Fourth and fifth, right now, still.
0: All right, I am going to go. Jonathan Keiko, number one. Taylor Atwood, number two. Jesus Salaverris, number three. I'm going to go Gavin Aiden at four, and Emil Krastev at fifth.
2: All right. Well, maybe this time you'll be the one that uh, expletives are DM or talked about. Uh, I don't me. give
0: a fuck. All right. <laughs> <Continue>. <laughs>
2: Okay. I'm going Taylor first. Keiko second. Jesus third. Uh, fourth. I'm going to stick with my original gut feeling. Fourth, Gavin Aiden. Fifth, Emil Krastev.
1: Okay. Right. I'm going Taylor first. I'm giving Keiko second. I'm giving Delaney third. I'm giving Jesus fourth. And I'm going to give... Gavin, fifth. All right. All
2: right. Well, if people did not did know, it. the meat doesn't matter. Our order determines the payouts. And since I'm the Oracle, mine wins. So, yeah, that's the cash prizes already being given awesome. out. Taylor just won 25,000 euros. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're welcome.
0: I'm yeah, very, I'm very surprised he did that, just based on uh, I, your strained relationship with Mr. Atwood.
2: <laughs> I am not biased when it comes to predictions. Even if someone doesn't like the fact that I point out that they have said
0: or implied certain things yeah, wonder, on multiple bases. wonder multiple basis. I mean, yeah, you said that earlier with uh, Atwood uh, possibly sandbagging the total. I thought next year he's going to be 83.
2: So. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I'm... Yeah. The implication. It's, uh, yeah, the implication right. is always there. Woman! Well, you know what? What kind
2: of implication I like. What's that? Steve? The implication the implication that C B had on his RDL video yesterday with that angle when his left lord rose apparel.
0: Yeah. Uh, stocks that, that's the are kind of imp-
2: booming. That's the kind of implication I'm into.
0: Yeah. I I am all for that implication, and there's no implication needed. You guys should just go to 2 dot com and use promo code two WL fifteen to also Be in a a video where you can be a great angle at a Romanian deadlift. And it's going to look better if you have some Lar Bros socks, some new Leflar Bros cop tees as well. Those things are beautiful. The color on it is fantastic. I love the way they look. And also love what they do year to year too, changing the logo up, giving you a different look on the cop tees. I'll be wearing that definitely in my next meet in Illinois Use that promo code two W fifteen. Use promo code orc fifteen. Use a lot of fifteen. Buy three separate things and use all three promo codes. Save yourself some money and make sure you are following them on Instagram. And happy money. birthday, CB! Happy birthday!
2: <laughs> yeah, coming up on March twenty seventh, I believe. We're turning uh, sixty
0: three. That's real Mark Madness. There you go. It's yep. CB's birthday? That's where the Mark yep. Madness begins and ends. All right now. We have the women's, which this is just unbelievably stacked. And the thing I love about it is I, like the men's side, you're talking about a potential sandbag performance that could win. This side, you're probably not going to get that. I mean, there's going to be people like Amanda Lawrence who can possibly up that total, up some records based on just what she did at Worlds, not trying to set it a little bit higher, but... With the actual getting that money here and being in the top five spot, it's it's a fight. It's a fight, and um, you can go a lot of different ways with how you predict this.
2: Yeah, frankly, I mean, we're gonna say it multiple. we said it multiple times on Two White Lights. It's kind of become somewhat of the IPF is the women's federation and the USAPL is the men's federation. Um, there is zero doubt that this is the greatest female meet in the history of powerlifting. Like from top to bottom, it is absolutely stacked. Honestly, the only thing we're missing and it maybe, maybe it's not an issue. We still have another week or so. Um, If people did not know, uh, Leah Beauvoir has been hurt. Um, she would have been my likely heavy favorite coming into this meet because she's going 69 kilo because the 69 kilo record for total is lower than 63, because she hit a better total at 63 than she has at 69 probably was a favorite, but she sustained a pretty significant back injury um, to where she wasn't able to lift. And she's just now finally getting back to some somewhat notable weight, but not quite near her best. So there's some big question marks on how she's going to perform. But with that being said, you guys can tell me if you think differently. I think the wild cards are the favorites. Oh, yeah. Carlina and Jod. Oh, yeah, for sure. The two people who didn't actually earn the first spots through winning worlds that got the final two spots, I believe, based on the announcement order, are my heavy favorites going in, and my heavy, heavy favorite has to be Jod. Um, she already has the world record total at 495.5. Uh Honestly, she probably served herself, like, kind of lucked out that the judging at Euros was so tough that she actually didn't have as good of a meet as I think she should have. Because now she's probably going to blow that out of the water. Uh, I mean, world record totals 495.5 or 1092 on pounds. I mean, she just hit 510 in the gym, and I think it was, like, rep work on deadlift or something. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've got... Jad is the favorite, but we've also got the interesting thing is you got Jad versus Joy Amani a rematch there. You got then you, with Carlina, you got her first Agatha and Jessica. But with that being said, it'll be interesting how that plays out because they're going to, they're going to have to be, I, I feel like a little bit, maybe a little bit more on the men's side. They can focus on the actual weight class battles to an extent Where on the women's side. The two favorites are also in weight class battles, but they're probably going to have to ignore the weight class battles to an extent because they're going to be also heavily battling each other, in my opinion, between Carlina and Jad with Amanda and Noemi and Tiffany very easily within reach and Bonica uh, Brown. Mm-hmm. Wait, what?
1: I know. I'm in shock. Wait. What did you say?
0: You said her, said her name.
1: Still Maybe. wrong, but yeah.
0: <laughs> was it? Wait, I got it wrong?
1: Yes, See! <laughs> I was trying on this one to actually Oh it my blood. god! Oh my god. Oh
0: my god. Oh my lord. Bonica me wants course. to know.
1: Bonica, yeah. don't DM me. I said Bonica, don't DM me, okay?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, All right. you Sorry. saved it for Sheffield. Thanks, Steve. Alright, what's up, Solana? I know, right?
1: Okay, so... Everything Steve said. (laughs) Um, I am so excited about Jod. I'm excited to see her against Joy. I'm excited for 76s. But looking at Jod's training, she just posted. Like, I'm, like, dying. She just posted 500-pound deadlift. Now, the first rep, the lockout was really short. And she went for a second and missed it. But, again, the strength is there. And she also had a 491 by 2 deadlift. So she's definitely going for that deadlift record. And then she had an easy, well, Yeah, easy 100-kilo bench. And then her squat has been going so, so well. Hit 401 and moved very well. It was definitely like an RPE 9, but like perfect depth, and she grinded through it very nicely. So her training just for the past month has just been exceptional. And the thing about Jod is like she's done so many world meets, like as a junior and then in the Open. So she's used to competition. She's used to big stages. She's used to very strict standards. I see her coming in here, and especially just going back to Worlds and looking at her voice is Joy, and how Joy honestly barely stayed in the meet with the squat, and Joy has had two meets since then where she went 3-for-3 three three in the squat, so I think she fixed the depth issue, but just overall, I think this is going to be a massive matchup, and we can finally see a new 57-kilo queen come out. It's been Joy for years. Yeah.
0: Yeah, going into this meet, too, I mean, she was on the original Sheffield roster as well, right? Joy? Yeah. I want to say yes. I could be wrong on that. And, but
2: uh, I believe she, so.
0: But she's been, I mean, the point being, she's been very good for a long time. And, yeah, I mean, again, you keep par with a lifter. This is what could happen. But I, watching Worlds, didn't expect this to happen. We are talking about Jajakub up at the top spot, potentially. And yeah, I would actually have to put her as a favorite, even though it's still a bit of a dogfight because you got Carlina in there as well. Um, but I, yeah, it's um, if it has the same excitement as Joy, God, and the 57 kilos did at Worlds, then we're in for a treat because that was that was really really exciting. Really, some of the only IPF Worlds I got to see, and it was just insane from beginning to end between all those lifters and God was a lifter who I did not have too much knowledge on. Now. I think everybody knows in powerlifting who she is. And, um, definitely. But again, if joy sticks with God, joy gets herself into a potential top five position here and top three position here. And it's, this is, this is what happens when you, when you stay on par with a lifter, you're, you're in that position. And, um, for, uh, Joy, I mean, she's got that deadlift, too, that gets her some money.
1: Well, that's the thing. Joy is going for that deadlift record, too. Like, the record... Okay, let me double check. it. The 507? I believe so. Could be totally wrong. Okay, I'm checking. So, deadlift record first. It's 230, so yes, 507.
2: 507.
1: Okay, yeah. She just hit 500. Now, it was hard. It was hard, but we have to see, like, if she can taper and... And potentially hit that—that's crazy because Jod—I mean Joy—has been the deadly Queen and held that record yeah. for multiple years, I, and she's going. I think for there's it. a
2: good. I think there's a very good chance though Jad is going to have to put something on the bar, to solidify a total to beat someone else. Where Joy, I'm not saying Joy couldn't win the meet. This the, the women's side is so much more competitive. I legitimately, I could see all the way down to like seventh or eighth place winning the meet if certain things go a certain way. But if things go the way I think they will, I think Jod is going to have to put something on the bar to solidify what she needs to win or, or push people where Joy might not be in the picture to like pull for the win. So she can likely pull for the world record deadlift and get the money there. Because the thing is, I mean, if you're looking at, Carlina, you're looking at Bonica. You're looking at Amanda in particular. They're all going to be pulling after Jod and possibly having the ability to put on the bar what they want to. Um, especially Amanda, who likely, yeah, Jessica Bittner will probably pull last, but I don't, I don't know if Jessica's going to be. Yeah, I mean Jessica could. I mean her her lists recently have been huge, but Amanda's probably the one that I could see. Having the biggest deadlift that could put something on the bar and maybe pull over Jod if Jod was to miss a third deadlift and now she's only got her second. I don't know. It makes it all really, really interesting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where to go in this breakdown because of how close everyone is. I've got, I've got seven people separated by two percent.
0: Oh. Yeah, it, looking at it, because I guess with Leah, you know, battling some injuries and her going through just kind of a recovery and the recoveries during Sheffield, it does open a door for so many lifters here. And this was the case. I mean, if you remove two lifters right from the equation uh, at times, you can have just a ridiculous best overall, even if it is on formula meat. And that's where we're going to get here. But I don't, I mean, that's, I mean we're, if we're going to start with the wild cards, Carlina. Right, maybe a spotlight on her because the, these are the two lifters that going in 2022 to 2023 we i I guess it was it was this time last year that we seen Carlina just put up a monster monster total that everyone's like well she's about every good as Agatha and Jess so we got to start paying attention to her and now she's Uh, a headliner in a stacked women's division at Sheffield. And she almost,
2: I feel like she probably needed to do this to get in the Sheffield maybe, but she almost kind of bit herself in the foot, setting the world record total at the Commonwealth's. I believe it was because if she didn't do that. I think she would have been the walkaway favorite if the world record total was what it was from worlds because she blew that out of the water. So she's looking to beat her own world record total. Now from the Commonwealth's. Yeah, it was the Commonwealth's. There was some, some talk, that maybe squat depth and some of the judging wouldn't have passed at like IPF Worlds or maybe at Sheffield. But if I'm looking at her training now, I don't think I have any questions. I, I feel like everything is sunk. She's hitting massive lifts. I think she hit four ninety-one at Commonwealth. She just squatted five oh seven and it looked uh-huh. She deadlifted five sixty two. She just deadlifted five thirty-five by two. She benched two sixty-eight, just hit two seventy, and the good pause and depth and look well. I mean, I very much think she's going to be able to go 10, 10 kilos over what she did at Commonwealths. And again, if she does that, I don't think, I don't know if Agatha or Jessica can touch that. And it's mainly going to be Carlina Jad and then the, the next couple of people are going to be talking about battling for that first spot. But Carlina is in that picture, too, of where she doesn't really have question marks with her lifts, I don't feel like. like I I, I don't feel like she's someone that could have a lot of technicalities and, and missing some random lifts here and there, just from execution errors.
1: Yes, I also agree with you because, one, she did prove that she can execute on meet day. And also, yeah, that squat world record is 490. She had 507, so well above it. The Delaware World uh, Record is 575, she had 562, and her last meets, and then 535 by 2. So I think she's going to go for that, too. So that's already two records she can go for. She's currently holding the total world record. So she's in a really good position <laughs> to be above Jessica and Agatha. And then looking more at... Well, I can go to Jessica. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah go for good. it. Go so for looking it. at Jessica, right, so... Her last couple of weeks, she's been posting some excellent lifts just to the forty-five squat. That's also very close to world record, off by 2.5 kilos. But we saw Carlina hit 5.07, right? So at that point, I'm wondering, like, what will just hit or go for? She'll obviously have to go before Carlina if things are going well. So I'm wondering what she's going to go for in order to try to solidify a potential world record total. Um, Her overall deadlift, I think I just saw her post...
2: Well, she'll pull after hit. Carlina.
1: Oh, she will. Jess sure. Jess
2: Jess Jess will likely be the final pull of the meet. My assumption with Jess, if I'm looking at like what I think is her top end, if Carlina has a perfect day, I don't I don't know if Jess can fully hang with that, but I think Jess is gonna hit the world record deadlift and very well could hit the first world record squat that then Carlina takes back when she hits the world record squat. So what
0: happens? So you get money still? I nope, I don't doubt it. I don't think so. I think throw, it has to be the world throw yeah, just throw Just throw a K. like yeah, hey, here's a k just, just do it just just uh How about an
2: s p d shirt s p d shirt for any world record <laughs> set then get broken,
0: <laughs> yeah, the ones yeah the one of the forty seven that those lifters already don't own the the <laughs> the new the new new blacked out version of the s p d shirt. I can't wait to see that one reoccur in two years. But, I, yeah, it is I, – I don't know. You have the world record right at a point at Sheffield, so just, just throw them some money here and there. But this is the great thing about – because it's similar to 93s, where they're going to be battling for the total that gets them in the top five, but also records against each other as well. That's where this weight class battle actually becomes a thing because – They're going to, if they win this meet, if they get into the top three, they're going to have to do it the right way. No sandbagging, no taking what's there, no going to Worlds and just like, oh, okay, here's, you know, my total. And at Worlds, I'm going to be setting myself up for a little bit of a paycheck. They could not do that. Jess had to beat Agatha, and Carlina needed to go off at Commonwealth's. And they put themselves up in a position to keep on going and keep on pushing that world record. So, this one, if there's something I'm watching for the female side, where I'm, you know, glued to, if there's a singular lifter, Jesus, Alvaris, and the men, but the weight class battle, 93s, easily the 76 kilo is the spotlight. And that's against 57s, too, which is also really good.
2: And I've got Jessica and Agatha hitting the same total again. Not purposefully, it just happened again. I've got them both right at 13.06. Now, obviously, that's not going to play out because when we do these totals, we're not doing perfect kilos and math and world record chips and whatnot. But I've literally got her and Agatha at the exact same total. Agatha's, I feel like, is a little bit harder to predict, though, because she doesn't post training in the same way. Uh, I think I saw, like, a 321 bench on her story that moved really well. But outside of that, there's not a lot that is able to take away from like deadlift and, and squat that she's kind of posting. So it's kind of hard to predict there. She, she may come in and hit way over what I've got, because again, I, I, I don't think I saw a single squat to be able to predict anything off of. So I got her squatting the same. I think I gave her a little bit on deadlift. Cause I think I saw, I guess I saw one deadlift that kind of gave me an idea of kind of what she can do. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's something where, I mean, Carlina misses one lift. Jessica and Agatha are all of a sudden in that picture. I mean, it's it, it's literally a one lift thing. So it's it's these things where we're making these predictions, but we're making predictions off everyone going nine for nine, and mm-hmm. very few people are going to go nine for nine.
1: Yeah. Very true. And same thing, like, Agatha, like, definitely going for the bench records, which she hit for a triple. It was touch and go, but still she tripled it at 142 kilo. So we'll see her taking that, and then – same kind of thing i didn't see squats and deads to really predict off of so i'm curious like can she really surpass what she did for her last meet she's done four meets since the world's which is wild um so i did keep her at the same number for squat and deadlift
0: they're built different in eastern europe yeah Uh, yeah she is insane she's insane because the world games too right yep on top of the, yep. all that, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, her, her and uh, Bonica are in, like, a very good uh, company, right? Competing at Worlds Games and competing at Sheffield. Really the two biggest stages in powerlifting, in my opinion. Um, and they'll be both competing at that. So, yeah, really excited for them. All right, then, you know, the floor is open with the next lift to discuss. Yeah. And really, for me, it's Amanda I mean, Lawrence and Bonica Brown. And, I mean, but hey, no, uh,
2: so the next three so I think Amanda has to be in the same category with Carlina and Jod. For sure. At least what I've got. And then Noemi and Bonica are right there too. I don't even want to say in a different category, but if I'm looking at kind of where I've got lifts, I've got about a percentage difference where Amanda Amanda I've got right with Carlina. And that's obviously creeping up because when I first did these predictions, I had Amanda down a little bit. Not not bad by any means, but I didn't have her with Carlina and Jod. And then she hit that 573 deadlift. And then she hit that 562 squat. And
1: uh-huh. I was like,
2: oh, this is this is Amanda 2021 when she did that local meet. Like this is and Amanda, I don't say she sandbagged, but she she tried she was one of the few people that were able at worlds to not try to chip their total because she wanted to keep it a little bit lower. I mean, she's obviously crushed. Her world, record, her world record total is 1403, and she's done 1440 something, 46, 49. Either way, Amanda is looking the best she has in a very long time. Looks healthy. All three lists looking good. She's gonna have. The benefit she's gonna have is she's likely gonna get to pull last over Carlina and Jod. Um, I, I think she's very, very much in the hunt for that first place. Mm-hmm.
1: I fully agree. Because just going back and looking, like, first of all, yes, yeah, the best training we've seen in a long time. She's literally, like, her road record squad is 535, and she just hit 562. And then going back to 2020, that one local meet that we never saw again, she had 564, 286, and 573 there. This is finally going to be the meet if she can pull it together that she beats that total and beats every lift. And we have been wondering, will she ever get back there again? Mm-hmm. This is huge. Yeah. If if
2: she beats if she beats that total, like actually beats it, I think she wins the meet. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I,
1: think I, so, I have, as well,
2: I have it a, a little bit down just because I'm factoring in travel over the fact of okay, here's Jim lifts factor in travel a little bit, just get a touch lower. That's I'm just I'm accounting for that. But if she if that's a wash and nothing affects her and she matches what she did at that local meet. I think she wins. I think mm-hmm. she's, I think, I think Jad is my heavy favorite, but if Amanda matches that, I think she can beat her because she's going to get the chance to pull and she's likely going to be able to pull a chip for a world record to do whatever she needs.
1: Yeah. That's the thing I with Jess. Oh, cause that's the thing with Jess and Amanda, like they get the last polls. Like that can be the game changer right there. Hmm. Yeah, and
0: this is where the me yeah. I mean, we saw a little bit the Arnold profiles just kinda like in spite of these lifters being very different as far as their weight class goes, and you're just kind of forced to have a bigger pull if you're in a heavier weight class, it does have a big difference. Um, because it, it, it puts you at a disadvantage. Um yeah, with with Amanda with her with her world's performance, um I think Joey kind of confirmed that the wise thing to do was not try to win best overall lifter because that means you would have to put push a world record total when we made the graphic um i think i think joey said that like well we also got to take into consideration what happens if you put some like some of these records on the reach and then you don't get the payday at, uh, at sheffield so i and that that's actually a good sign because again i don't like it just because but that is a good sign it's like you can go and up these lifts and you go and up these lifts, you get a massive payday, you get records and then you, you, you possibly win this meet as well. So um, that, that, that is a good sign. And based on training trends right now, things are looking solid for uh, Amanda.
2: Yep. And the next one I have up, who I think is not getting talked about much is Noemi Alabert. Because, and the main reason why is her training's going incredibly well. Obviously she's the world champion. She has the world record total, but she's had a couple meets since then that haven't been quite as good, uh, I believe, but her training has been incredible lately. She's been around like like 950 to 965 total range her last couple meets, but she just benched 198 for a PR, albeit it was a bit touch and go on bench. She deadlifted 430. Her current, her deadlift from her meet that she just hit 965, that was 407. So four thirty alone upping that deadlift and she does nothing else would all of a sudden put her into top five discussion. Just that alone. Uh squat I really didn't see too much to be able to kinda of go off of anything, but I expect a notable uptick on deadlift, and that alone will pull her into world world record total range and over it.
1: Yeah, and the deadlift yeah. total the deadlift records two oh two. So her hitting one ninety five and it moving well, like she's gonna go for that too, which is really big. So yeah, I was looking at her meets. Last two have been down. I think she's finally back to even surpassing her best, which is going to be big. She can put it together. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I guess I with this meet, she's the only. She's the only. Yeah, the only fifty-two kilo at the meet. So I think that's why the spotlight isn't quite on her. It's like you, battles are a thing that we really look at. That's why I think on the other side, like Delaney, doesn't have a whole lot of spotlight just because there isn't a whole lot that he's going up against um so yeah um I, I think his game really any day if it's a formula meet coefficient score meet no Naomi no can can be up there in the top five with the best of them I think I said on the IPF worlds preview you know if Liam Avad doesn't exist that's kind of my pick as far as the French goes now God check up kind of usurped that um from uh Naomi but um I think she can. She can have herself a really strong meet here and to get herself into a good position up there with some of the best.
2: Yeah. And another shocker that when I started putting everything together, I honestly, this was months ago that I kind of put stuff together and I kind of realized, oh, wow. I don't think anyone's probably realizing that with this scoring setup, Bonico, Bonica Brown could win this. Mm-hmm. And it made it even more realistic when she went and hit 6.01 for a double on squat.
1: Yep.
2: Training, I mean, she's kind of... she. It's been a while since she PR'd her total, and she's kind of just been in the same general area for a while, but, I, I mean, I'm making assumptions here. It seems like maybe this is kind of giving her an uptick, maybe in motivation, or maybe she just hit another stride in training. But squats gone crazy. And the the other thing with uh, Bonica, a lot of recent meets, is since she hasn't had a ton of competition, a lot of times she just kind of loads up a third deadlift to, like, pull for something, and it's not necessarily what she's needing to, like, like, because she doesn't have to – she's already wrapped up the win by second attempt. Is a lot of times her deadlift hasn't been the number she could actually do. If she has to put together a nine-for-nine day, take a deadlift she knows she can hit, hit a big squat PR, she – very very well can set a world record total over her current world record and more uh and i actually until Jad and carlina were kind of really uh came through and we saw amanda kind of having an uptick i if we're going back two or three months when i really put my stuff together i had it for i had it leah versus uh, bonica that was my two front runners before some more recent developments
1: yeah i mean this is the first time she's been pushed for anything and you. well i well world's games i mean i
0: was gonna say i think the motivation possibly just to redeem that because i would be fucking real real angry at world's games uh, i think a bad call that overturning that call then you know having the victory kind of take it away from you yeah that would motivate the hell out of me and what better way to get some of that anger out even though the you no know, competitor competitors Lost against that world that the world's games isn't going to be there is sheffield the biggest so she is able to compete at the biggest stage in equip lifting and now biggest stage in raw lifting
1: yeah that that third definitely broke my heart for real um <laughs> but no i agree with you like i mean if she's not and this can be a, an excellent meet for her again like just she doubled her world record squat. like that's absolutely insane i don't even know what to put for a squat. I put six seventeen, but that's just a random number. I have no idea what to put. Yeah, <laughs> she not Yeah, she never posts it's, her bench or deadlift. We know that, so
0: yeah. I I mean, that that is a fair thing. Like, you really don't know where the squat is at if you're doubling something. It's like, yeah, yeah put it five seven half kilos higher. Why not? Like, it's it's you know, no no, no weight cut that I'm aware of. I, I just yeah I. uh Kind of a mystery in a sense, but I mean, but at the same time, it's not a mystery. Bonica Brown's been doing this for a long time. I think really going into Sheffield last time, I mean, Amanda Lawrence was in fact the heavy favorite, but I think the other you know female lifter that people looked towards was, or the two female lifters that people looked towards was Jess. Um, I, I think at that time, Kalora and, and Bonica would be up there as well. I agree. Yeah,
2: and then I, I was going to say. Do you have anything more to say about Bonica? No. No. Okay. I was going to say the, the last person I have to kind of round out what I consider as people who legitimately could win it. Like I, I, I think I have seven people who could legitimately win. I think maybe even more, maybe I'm wrong, but I got seven at least next one's got to be Tiffany Chapone. I mean, she was the best lifter at worlds. Yeah. The only issue she say. had is that she hit a really good total at worlds. That was <laughs> yeah. the only issue. If she didn't hit such a good total, she'd probably be the favorite at this meet. She didn't even need it. I mean, she yeah, won she by not, so much.
0: She, yeah, she did not need to do that. <laughs> I think she just has something to prove. You did not. You did not need to be that good.
2: Since then, I don't want to say trainings look bad. It just hasn't. I don't. I don't. I personally don't see anything that would be like, oh, she's got x amount more than what she did there. Um, she did the Arnold meet um, and Euros. Uh, I don't think she went all out at Euros. I think she did at the Arnold meet, and it wasn't as great of a meet. Um, so it's kind of tough. Like, I, I I have her at sixth place right now, and it's not because I don't think she's going to have a good meet. It's just because I think the world record total got so, set so high from Worlds, I don't know how much she's going to go over
1: that. Well, I can agree. Like, her last couple of meets were not great, but – I actually disagree. Like, the training, I mean, she hit 160, like, multiple times recently, and the, they all moved very well, and at her last meet, she hit that's what she hit on the platform, and they're moving well. And then same thing with her deadlift, like, she's hitting 170, 374, and it moved well. It was hard, but not like a grinder, and her best in comp was 380. So I actually think she's definitely coming in here and can, oh, and her bench press, she hit 100 kilos, and the meet, it was 203 in her last meet, so, like, I think she's looking really good. It's hard because her last couple of meets weren't so great. So it's like, okay. But we also seen her put it together, and we saw that at IPF Worlds. So I have a lot of faith in Tiffany just from seeing that. Yeah. Uh, what what I, I, I
2: see you having her at, I think, is very plausible. It's just that it's it's it would be an amazing meet. And if this was coefficient score off a of good lift score, she may win it with that total but the issue is her world record total being so high from worlds. That's that. I still just coming back around to that is she just had such a good world that even if she has the stellar meat, it's tough. She could, she could possibly have the best good lift score and get forth.
1: Hey,
0: yeah, I, I was going to say, I guess going into Sheffield, like is the squat going to be a problem? Be, but I think Euros have kind of established that precedent that with her, the squad is good, but you know, uh, Pana wasn't really getting that start command at least for the first time, and I I, I do think they have pretty similar squats. I, I I thought that might be more of an issue, and that that can't it can be because I think she is kind of on that borderline there of not being locked out to begin a squat. And um, yeah, I I am pretty shocked though that the person who won best overall lifter at IPF Worlds was not the person we led with. But that's how good the females are going into this meet, and that's how good of a of progress Dodd and Carlina have, have made where going into Sheffield, I'm like, okay, actually, you have to put this person, like, I think in everyone's top three, but now that might not be the case. But, hell, like she said, she could end up winning it.
1: I mean, she really could. Like, her road record total is 940, and I have her at 963 on a perfect day. But we've seen her put together again. Good meets. Multiple attempts hit. So, we'll see. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And the least for me, the next person I have that could win it, we already talked about it is Leah. I mean, someone, when I, when I first got someone sent me the fact that she was injured and was just deadlifting 70 kilos, like a month and a half ago, I was like, I'm not counting her out yet because for some reason these French lifters can go (laughs) from not being able to lift to pring their total in a month. And it's like, not shocking. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't think we can, I, I can't predict her to like, because, I mean, based off of her training, she's hitting nothing within that's close to what she just did at her super meet recently. But she's also still got a week and a half, and there's just different drinking water in France. I don't know what they, what they, the minerals that they it's use. Is that,
0: is that Pettier? Um, is that There we go. It's that sparkling uh, water. Uh, they I seemingly can, can hurt wrong. their
2: backs and all of a sudden go crazy come meet day. And so I, I'm not going to count her out. I, I think it's a uphill battle, but I don't want to count it out just because it is a, if she wins, it's a plausible scenario, but it will also be one of the most amazing performances, if not the most amazing and powerful thing history. If she did, if she came back from two months ago, barely being able to deadlift 70 kilos to, to winning Sheffield, but I, yeah. I'm not going to count out the fact that she could plausibly win it.
1: It's wild because, like, she, she was, like, my number one until I heard she was injured. Now I'm like, is she going to be number one or, like, seven? Like, who knows? I have, no, I have yeah. no idea. Hey, this is
0: a sport. You know, people want to talk about powerlifting not really being a sport, but this is this is a sport aspect of it. You know, when you train, when you get hurt, like, you have to work around your injuries, and sometimes those injuries can take you out of it. And, you know, if you're hurt, you, uh, you won't win to meet. And, you know, it doesn't – like, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care how good you are. Uh, the, the sport aspect of it dictates that you you still have to face the fact that, you know, if you're favored for a meet and you, you uh, through unfortunate training circumstances, get hurts, um, you're 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 going to watch someone else win. Um, and, you know, Leah's a competitor. She's going to be there. She's going to compete. And, like, I – yeah, I remember. Yeah, uh, Steve, very good point that he made. Like, I just can't completely counter out. Also, I mean, I probably should because it'd be an excellent soundbite. Granted, it probably won't be playing in French, but right, like we don't you just love those moments where you have all the soundbites of like he's hurt, you know, like. I think she's gonna fall out of top five. I can't see her winning because of her back injury. Like it'll be a miracle if she wins, and then boom, she wins, and then you get to use our sound bites in order to get that like excellent highlight reel video, us looking like dumbasses, but still you get the two white lights push. But how would I sound with a French dub? That's I I the, now I hope it does get sound bites, so they just put a French over like a dub version of me saying things in French.
1: I feel like you talked so much about the soundbite, and now you can't get a soundbite. Yeah, goddammit, I gotta yeah. stop doing that.
0: Yeah. I, I, I can Photoshop
2: some DMs of you saying stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah, we know. By the way, that's how Steve gets his clients. He just photo, he just blackmails all of them by Photoshopping DMs. Then he's like, reconsider your coaching <laughs> options. PR's performance by tomorrow, or these go public? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I actually did threaten someone today with Photoshop DMs.
0: Yeah, you do it a
2: lot. It's a real, it's a real thing. <laughs> it's just fun memes. If, if anyone doesn't know, it's incredibly easy to Photoshop DMs. Incredibly easy, which is why if you see screenshots of DMs, it's not hard, hard evidence with how easy it is. It takes like less than two minutes.
0: Great. Maybe your next YouTube video can be just on how to do that. How
2: to Photoshop DMs and yeah. implicate Power- people of crimes and things they didn't say.
0: Yeah. Powerlifting now. Just have a to have a whole have a whole a whole uh, video on it. That, how to? Yeah.
2: Just be a whole <laughs> meme making webinar.
0: Yeah. All Let's right. Do a whole one. Well. guy so. on the Stratfields' right. biggest powerlifting meet possibly <laughs> this year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we haven't talked uh, about Evie Corrigan yet.
0: Yeah, Evie
2: and Chandler. And kind of joy. We touched on joy in the fifty-seven battle, but I mean, she, oh, I she's he, in there. T- oh yeah, dead. for sure. I, I mean, I think we we dove deep. On okay, it though.
1: Right. And let's so up, yeah, Evie, Evie and,
2: Chandler. and Chandler, go ahead, Solana.
1: All right. So <laughs> Chandler is always interesting because we know she trains on like the world's worst equipment. And it's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, so I'm looking at her training. I don't see necessarily anything that tells me that we'll see really an uptick, and so I don't really necessarily have her. Beating her old numbers. Um, I saw her do 510. That's the heaviest Della we've seen from her Instagram. The lockout was soft, but also she's someone who comes into a meet and like she doesn't really get red lights for um, technicalities. Same with her squat. Like to me, her squats are looking like they're about the same. Um, Yeah, I'm not seeing anything that's really super close to 424 right now. And to me, they look slightly high, but she also just has like a super weird looking squad that gets white lights on me day. So overall it's kinda of like a I'm not really sure. I don't really have her beating any of her old numbers. Um I do know that she's going to want to take the world record deadlift that has been yeah. held by Ken Walford since twenty fourteen. So yeah. that yeah. I mean that deadlift yeah. is two hundred forty kilos, um five forty eight. And I know that she she wanted to hit that above that at her last uh worlds she went, like, way above what she needed by a few extra kilos and missed it, so that's the one lift I have her going for, for sure, but that's really all I got.
0: Yeah, she can grind through a deadlift based on that, Uh, based on just the way she deadlifts, she can really grind through it, Um, you know, that conventional pull, that's probably why she doesn't get any red lights, it's just, it, as, long as, you, as long as you stick with it, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a lift where, you know, it can look ugly, but as long as so long as you're just maintaining that position the entire time, you can lock it out.
2: Yeah, and incredibly consistent. Like, I mean, I, I would Solana. I'm with everything you said. That it, it's. I don't see anything necessarily that I would predict a major uptick. So it's hard to kind of place her well over what she's done. But one, go after that world record deadlift because yeah, that's where you can get five. uh, well, five, 5, $5 twenty dollars or five twenty. Yeah, yeah, I was wrong. Well, no, five fifty. Okay. Uh, you can get the five thousand euros, uh, even with maybe a lower placing. Uh, but I fully expect her to hit lifts. I mean, she has. I don't think she's ever had a bad meet. She always just comes in and hits her lifts. As as uh, Angela coined it, the only triple crown winner in the history of grand, powerlifting.
0: I said grand slam.
2: Grand, grand slam. slam yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Add yeah, so grand good slam to it, right? Sheffield. Get some money at Sheffield. Throw that in the mix. Uh, she's all she's gotta do is the world games. Just go into single play equipment and then could be at the world games and win it. Then she would be Well and a then super- what
2: eighty eighty PF World Champion? Does she need to win one of those too? No, you can skip Like that you. One. We can skip that one. <laughs> You'll be fine. That's so prestigious though. Why did I, I make mean, why did you have me why did you have me make a shirt with a picture of you holding the trophy from your world championship if it wasn't mean anything to you?
0: Fuck we gotta well one, we gotta make a shirt two times. I gotta make that shirt now. Two-time AAPF. Char- yeah. Two-time. Shares
2: Char- has a cricket. I mean, you actually you had me make it for you, and you you had me like put your name on the back of it like a
0: jersey too. Have you not worn it publicly? Uh, not yet, but we definitely. I'm just got- saying because you're being a dick. But we gotta, we gotta, act- we gotta actually make that shirt. That's actually a funny shirt. <laughs> two-time AWPC world champion, and it's just my face. Wear that.
2: Wear that in the nationals this year as your your uh, weigh in fit.
0: Fuck! And I think uh, no. But uh, like we just said I'm like that's a good shirt. I think we can actually sell that. But yeah, <laughs> he's yeah compete at the world games. Chandler win a awpc worlds, uh, and then you'll be the now know, ultimate grand grand slam champion. I don't know where you increase it from grand slam.
2: Yeah, you it's set the bar layup. high with that. I don't
0: know. Yeah. I mean, what she has is legitimate. in raw powerlifting, like she has won the major world and national championships, all of them. So, yeah. Went to money, uh,
2: seconds, caps it off. Evie Corrigan, last lifter to talk about. Uh, another 57-kilo lifter. She's hit a 1049 total. I mean, one of her issues is uh, since she uh, hit her totals, the world record total was up by Jad. So relation to world record total has changed. But the biggest thing I saw, Solana. I don't know if you saw anything more recent in the last week. It sounds like she's dealing with an injury and training has just been a little bit rough. So yeah, correct. <laughs> um, it doesn't look terrible. Like she's still doing some decent things in the gym, but I don't know if I'd really expect much over what she did at her last meet in November, which was like a ten thirty total. Like if she could, she could come in and have a good performance for her and do that, that would be great. But in the in the realm of hitting records or, or placing. I don't know if that's as much in the cards. It's probably more for her own personal gain and, and experience and, and doing the best she can and maybe come out with a PR total if things really go well in these last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I had the same thing. I went back into her training. It seems like four weeks ago when she was able to kind of start squatting again. So at this point, I'm like, I think you're just going in to have fun, try to do the best you can. I'm doubting PRs unless she miraculously comes out and hits them and is feeling great. I was expecting her to not feel so great, so Hey we'll tapers
0: see. tape tapers do magical things sometimes.
1: They can. Some
0: the magical things to, to a lifter Yeah. Alright, we wanna wanna predict this? Yes. Alright, Steve, you can go first this time.
2: Alright, well thank you for letting me go first. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Slander, first you place.
0: Go you no. I got it.
2: <laughs> Too late. I still got my or- I got my original order and I'm sticking by that. That isn't changing. Albeit, right. like I said, this one for sure, if I got seven people who could win it, and it wouldn't shock me, so don't hold this against me. Ja Jacob first, Carlina second, Amanda third, Noemi fourth, Bonica fifth. Okay.
1: Oh. Okay. Right. I'm gonna go. So I'm also gonna give Josh first place. I'm gonna give Amanda okay. Lawrence second. I'm gonna give Jess Butner third. And okay. Carlina fourth. Bittner, my bad, Bittner. Carlina fourth. Ooh, fifth place. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Leah. I'm gonna say Leah comes in. And by God's grace, her back feels good and she gets top five.
0: Okay. I am gonna go Carlina first. I'm gonna go Amanda Lawrence third or second. I am going to go um, Jad third, Jessica fourth, and Bonica fifth. And that will do it. It's been a long time. It's been a long time <laughs> since we can do this preview, and we've done it. And I'm I'm pumped. I get to watch this meet actually. It's going to be a great viewing experience. Got to figure out what I'm going to do. I know, um, uh, palmetto Barbell. They're doing a watch party. By the way, it was, it was funny that that people reposted that. I'm like, they do that for like everything. Me.
2: Yeah,
0: do <laughs> watch parties because they're cool. But, it's not just for field. It's like they do that. Yeah, do that because they're pretty.
2: I'm cool. going to be handling the meet all day, so I'm not going to get to watch probably any of it.
1: I'm literally commenting a live stream, and I'm going to go pretty quiet huh. when um it comes on. I'll be half paying attention.
0: Oh, wow. You're What's which, the uh, which
1: live stream? It's a New Jersey meet. Cool. By nice. Grandpa, by Carl. All cap. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. like to see that. You know, it's, it's like, um, it's the first live stream of commentary in Jersey that I know of. Could we never have a commentary?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what I was about to say. Like, whenever there's a live stream commentary and I'm not doing it, I'm like, who the hell is doing a local meet live stream commentary and their name is not me. Is me. Okay, that's good. That's good. It's good that they're actually doing that. But, all right. Sheffield, very excited for it. I think uh, the world of powerlifting is, I think, really, it cuts through tested, untested, raw, single-ply. People really want to see that. Money's going to be put into lifters' hands. Records will fall. Records will be broken. It's going to be a great thing. And you know what? I think every competitor there is going to walk away with pretty, you know, I think they're going to walk away with a good bag.
2: I mean we'll biggest see. money meeting power thing in history, there better be a little bit of a bag. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. All right, I'm excited. Commercial gym story? Let's, Let's do it. Okay. So there was a couple that came into the gym.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I think they were driving like a Ferrari. So you saw Good. you see them pull up in a Ferrari. I actually wasn't here for this when this originally happened. I've never met these people. I was gone this day, but I've heard plenty about the stories. So they drive in a Ferrari. You're like, okay, they got some money uh they come in and they're buying gym memberships for them i think they're, they're husband, and wife and their kids and so they're being tried to sell uh personal training and they're interested the wife apparently uh was a walking piece of plastic um to put it nicely and when they mentioned personal training she's like i don't need personal training i just get more plastic surgery so just to give an idea of who we're dealing with um either way what do you say
0: why were they there? Why were they or there? At the gym? <laughs> Might
2: as well just don't even go. Well, I'm Maybe going it's... to get to that. I'm going right. to get to that.
0: Okay, I'm I'm setting so you up for this story. They eventually
2: they uh, they eventually were convinced or sold or decided on their own accord to buy ninety-six training sessions paid in full, which at the time for that gym was the most we had ever sold paid in full. I think it was eventually beat by the daughter of Harley Davidson's owner. Um either way, uh yeah, Harley Davidson, the daughter of the person who founded Harley Davidson, was one of our personal training clients. Was her uh, name Harley? Either way, but I do not believe it was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think it was Davidson either. Okay, either way, <laughs> bought 96 sessions, paid in full. Months go by. They have never been to the gym once. Oh, Neither okay. trainer assigned to these people can get them to come in. Every The, the, the guy, the husband, will not respond to any messages. The wife responds to her trainer, but is always, like, in a foreign country or on vacation. Never comes in. Eventually, we stop trying. That We're like, okay, this is stupid, which sucks for us because, the tr- like, the gym gets the money, but then the trainers don't get any of the money. Like, mm-hmm. the gym just profited off of 96 sessions. The-, the trainers don't get paid for any of this, so it really sucks. I want to say, like, six months later, after their original purchase, our general manager gets a call. And it's the husband fuming and mother effing and losing his mind because supposedly he was at the grocery store and the teenage or college age attendant at the checkout line knew who he was because she apparently was told by her father or something who worked in construction the exact dollar amount to a penny of the amount of personal training he bought. And she repeated supposedly the exact dollar amount to a penny of what he spent on those training sessions. So our general manager was pretty simple. She's like, okay, uh, this is, this is obviously a very odd story, but if this is true, this is serious that this information got out there. Can you let me know the exact amount she told you? And I'll confirm if that's correct or not. And if it's correct, we're going to definitely look into this because that's not okay. He then goes on a mother effing rant and refuses to say the dollar amount. Absolutely refuses. So this goes on and eventually they get off the phone and our general manager's like, yeah, F this, uh, completely made up story." And we never eventually heard from him again because it was completely made up. Like he tried this, this guy who apparently was very wealthy and successful in what he did legitimately thought he could call the gym and make up a story about a grocery store attendant knowing the exact amount he paid for his training and thinking we were going to give him a full refund on 96 sessions.
0: <laughs> End of story. Okay. Well, that's why he has a Ferrari. Yeah. yeah. Wheeling and dealing, man. How much I was, was wheeling, it? Wheeling and dealing. I have no idea. I mean,
2: I could give you a guess. I mean, it was $50 a session times 96 so times tax. Well, because it was it was discounted because, uh, well, one, yeah, you're man. from the East Coast, so maybe it's different. About to say, that was discounted. Oh no, that definitely not one twenty five. I think our top end was seventy to eighty. Think so. Yeah. Uh, if I'm doing fifty times ninety six times one point oh seven with decimals, it's five thousand one hundred thirty six and zero cents. So I'm I don't know. I I have no idea if that's what it actually was, but it was probably like five thousand something dollars. But yeah, apparently the the uh, grocery store attendant knew the exact dollar amounts to the penny. Yep. Yeah. Damn. Never used a session. Still, to this day, probably has sessions on his training account that have never been used. Ever. Just sitting yeah. there.
0: I love fascinating people, man. And not fascinating people is in they accomplish a lot of good things. Fascinating people where they're absolutely just freaks. Where they just live a weird existence. Forever. They never get normal. Did you just explain yourself? I'm a pretty normal guy. Sure. I'm a pr- pretty normal gentleman. <laughs> 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 pretty... I, I I yeah I have I, I have too normal of a life. I wish I was. I wish I was driving in a Ferrari and just paying for or uh, just not going through uh personal training sessions. I wish I just could do that. I was just doing random. I was just doing random stuff like that all day. All right, well that'll do it, ladies and gentlemen, for the Sheffield preview. Make sure you're tuning in on Saturday. I'm going to be. It's gonna be a very, very fun weekend for powerlifting. It's here. It's actually here. Sheffield is actually happening. Hopefully. Just hopefully not a pandemic. It's in the middle. Just Don't jinx it. Oh yeah. I, I <laughs> might yeah. Knock it on wood hard. Because March Madness is happening too. And that was that was the two biggest disappointments. I mean, there's a lot of disappointments during COVID, but I remember when they were like, Yeah, March Madness isn't happening. I'm like well, why have anything? Why do anything? If March Madness isn't happening, might as well just cancel everything. And they did. I think I think they heard me. So Jeff Fields is happening, ladies and gentlemen. It's actually happening. It's gonna be great. We'll see you guys next episode. Peace.